Welcome baseball fans. Once again, running the bases, Tucker Wells here, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how are you? Good, sir. Pretty good. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We are back after the World Series. Um, what a World Series, huh? I thought it was a great series. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I have in recent years. Yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. I mean, seven games. You know, I mean, the last time I went to seven games was uh, 2011. And of course, it was two teams that you and I both loathe with a passion. So um, overall, what uh, what grade would you give this year's World Series and then the postseason in general, 2014? Uh, I, an A. Um, games were close. Uh we had a team that we hadn't seen in there in a good long time. Uh, new stars reached the surface. I mean, uh, America became aware of Lorenzo Cain and, um, and several of these uh, royal players. It was, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, and the games were close. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of talk about uh, the changing nature of baseball. I don't buy into all of that but yeah what are the what are the moments that you remember the most the significant standout moments from the postseason in general I guess and then we'll focus on the World Series here um the the Oriole collapse was significant to me I I didn't think that they would just fall apart as quickly as they did I kind of expected the Tigers not to uh be anything um as I was delighted to see the Cardinals drop out. Um, I mean, you know, nothing else really exceptional out of the way, you know, or anything. But I was going to say right there, the big moment for me was uh, Yachty Molina going out with that uh, strained oblique injury. That was like a, to me, such a defining moment in this postseason, you know, to see him unable to get out of the box. And it seemed like at that moment, you knew that the Cardinals were done and you knew that the Giants were going to go on again. So, cause wasn't that like game two and yeah, it was game two. Yeah. So that one right there. And then uh, a Kershaw to me, that was such a, such a story and a moment to me, him giving up, you know, his, uh, his, he's got these two brilliant performances going in both games of the LDS. And then it just collapses within one inning. And it was the same inning each time. Wasn't it the sixth? In both. Yeah, it, it was unusual to see him turn around to go cover backup throws to third in the mound. I mean, third and the plate as often <laughs> as he was. It was like he's probably unfamiliar out there. Uh, yeah, but it, but in that inning, he became familiar. Yeah, that's true. So the World Series, um, the Giants win in seven. And let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Madison Bumgardner, your thoughts in 25 words or less. He's a big old country boy. <laughs> Darn right, man. Big country dominating. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Do you, a lot of the um, uh, sports writers of America out there say that you take him away from the Giants, Giants don't win anything. Um, do you think that their success, you really would put a large... It, was it a great Madison Bumgarner that won the World Series or a great Giants team? It was a great Madison Bumgarner. Uh, but that's unfair. You take away the number one pitcher 
off of most clubs, and they're not going to, you know, how good are the Dodgers going to be without Kershaw? You know, uh, how good would the Tigers have been without Scherzer? Uh, how good, you know, you take away the number one pitcher off any team. I mean, and as poorly as Shields did in the World Series, take away Shields from the Royals. Are they there? Um, you know, the uh, you, I mean, this year, early on, the Marlins were as good a team as there was in the NL, uh, whatever we are, the NL West, <laughs> the, or I mean, NL East. East. The uh, NL East. Yeah, we, the West a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and you saw what happened when Fernandez left, you know. Um, yeah, true. Um, where do you- the Mets would have been a lot better this year with Harvey. Yeah. Um, agreed. Agreed. Um, I, I, you know, I, I was um, thoroughly just impressed as everybody was with Bumgarner. Um, and yet somehow I felt like I expected it. You know, he really had from, from, from the wild card game, you know, once someone like him gets on the national spotlight and shines in this way, I almost just came to expect it. You know, when he came in in game seven, I was like, oh yeah, he's going to complete this game. You know. I expected that too. I I do. There were so many. I mean, because his ERA was so low, uh, that everybody's talking about how this is the greatest uh, World Series performance since Christy Matheson in what was that nineteen oh nine? You know, whatever. <laughs> they quoted Cy uh, Young in nineteen oh three. Yeah, I mean, uh, but no, there have been. It was great, but I mean, Luber Dad in '57, Bob Gibson in '67 and '68, and uh, Denny, or uh, Mickey Lolich, you know, '68. Uh, there, there have been so many. Kofax '63. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, so many great performances. Well, '63, they didn't go seven, you know. So uh, true. Yeah. I mean, you know, there have been. I mean, he pitched in three games. He didn't start three games, but he pitched in three. Uh, I mean, the perhaps the greatest uh, performance I ever saw in a World Series was Wally Fingers, and I don't remember the year uh, what the uh, when he pitched in every game. And huh. this was when relievers weren't just pitching one inning; he was coming in the last three, you know, or so. Uh, but you know, and but Bumgarner, the thing that uh, impressed me the most was. In that last game, he was going more with his slider, a pitch that is has more pressure on your arm after your arm is tired. Uh, but he was throwing like ninety percent sliders or something, and um, just big old country boy. Yeah, right. Um, you know, you talk about moments, or we talk about moments that stand out from the world from postseason. But in the World Series, Game Seven, he comes in. And this has been hotly debated too, so we might as well. Um, and you've got, uh, oh, who is it? I think Gerard Dyson is on first, but um, they've got, or maybe Dyson was on the plate. But anyway, they this Ned Yost calls for the sacrifice bunt with uh, no outs, runner on, and uh, Nori Aoki in the box, in the on deck circle rather, who has, you know, like a zero batting average against Baumgartner. Would you have? Do you think that that was the turning point that in that moment that if they had elected to let him swing away, I think it was Dyson, but um, no, that that would have made a difference. No, no, 
Maybe right. the only person I have swinging away at that time is Butler. Yeah. Do you think that you uh, – uh, is there any chance Alex Gordon would have scored in the ninth on that crazy triple that he hits if if uh, if they had sent him? No, nah, I don't think that either. I'm not a big Ned Yost fan, but I don't see any real problems that he made there at the end. Yeah, and do you think in, the, in that regard, you know, uh, given that we both have a dislike of him, that the Royals succeeded as much as they did in spite of – Ned Yost, or did do you credit him with say the strategy in the wild card game in particular, after the fact of, you know, bringing in Kelvin Herrera in the sixth? No, I, I don't, and I'm not taking anything away from him. But I mean, how many games they win during a season? Eighty five or something? You know, they uh, yeah, eighty seven, eighty eight, something like that. I mean, uh, they were not a particularly dominating team. They were a team that got really hot at the right time. Yeah. Um, they're uh, they're going to have a really hard time repeating. True. Absolutely. You know, they, uh, they strike a lot of comparisons between this 2014 Royals to the two, 1991 Braves, to which I say not at all. Not no, even I say, close. I say not at all. Not even close. Not even close. Not even in the, in the quality of the overall World Series. And 91... Every game was just magnificent. Some of these games you could throw away in a sense, right. you know. Um, so, uh, and last but not least, let's. Uh, so, uh, who did you like better, the Chevy guy or Marlins man? Oh, probably the Marlins man, just because he got so much grief. Uh, <laughs> let me say something about this World Series, though, before we leave it. Everybody talked about how the uh, Royals presented a a modern blueprint for uh baseball uh and that you're playing from the backwards from the ninth inning back because of their bullpen um and uh the 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 whole speed game coming back and whatnot and how but they did only win 80 some games uh and they were beaten by a big stud starting pitcher. Uh, relief pitching is certainly more important than it was 40 years ago. Uh, it's become increasingly important every year, but you don't win without good starting pitching. Agreed. Uh, maybe the big red machine did, you know, but they scored 50 million runs a game. So, Yeah. Um yeah, I mean the 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 other big comparison made in uh, as far as Bumgarner uh, is to 2001 and Kurt Schilling. Now Kurt Schilling was also flanked by Randy Johnson in that World Series, but the the Kurt Schilling three game performance, Randy Johnson coming out of the bullpen. You know, you take either one of those two starting pitchers off of the Diamondbacks in that year, and they're not winning that World Series in theory. They're not in that World Series. I mean, yeah, exactly. I agree entirely. And I think that, you know, this this to me, before we leave it, kind of felt like a similar feel to like the 2007 playoffs, just with a better ending, you know? Well, I mean, it was, everybody looked, everybody figured that the Tigers were going to be there because of, the tremendous starting pitching they had. And the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, and the Dodgers. That was probably you know more people's picks to finish um, 
in the World Series at the beginning of the season. But, you know, I mean, nobody got hot on either team. David Price was somewhat hot toward the end. but Yeah. yeah. So looking at this offseason coming up, um, what do you think are going to be some of the big headlines as far as free agency and trades are concerned? You can just give me a couple of examples. I think Scherzer will end up a Yankee. Uh, I think uh, Sandoval will uh, end up a, uh, if he does not end up a Red Sox or a Yankee, he will sign with the Giants again. I think Nelson Cruz has, everybody says he's going to Seattle because he's exactly what Seattle needs, but they tried to, they tried desperately to sign him last year. Uh, and so I, I really think he may end up back with the Orioles, particularly if they can't sign that other outfitter whose name I forgot. The, Jones, Adam Jones? No, no, no. Uh, guy's name starts with an M, uh, but who was injured? Uh, uh, not Machado. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, the, um, the, I, think, um, I think Victor Cruz is more likely to go to Seattle. Uh, the, uh, and he is, uh, he has like the best on base percentage against left-handed pitching. And that's what Seattle needs. They've got to get somebody to back up Cano. They had their two big studs have good years and they still couldn't do anything. Um, let me think who else, uh, I think, uh, Lester will end up a cub. Um, the, uh, Madden is well aware of how many times Lester has beaten him in the past. Uh, <laughs> and I think he will encourage that side. And the Cubs are, they're in now. They're going to. Yeah, we, we should uh, just go there real quick. That might be the big move of all offseason. It's already happened. Oh, is Joe Madden going there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to love him. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? And he's the exact right guy for it. I mean, I've, you know, more than. Theo Epstein coming on board, the renovations to Wrigley Field. This is the move. This is the move more than any of the other ones that to me says like, oh, wow, they're really going to do. They're really going to be in it. So he works so well with young players. And I think that was, you know, that the Cubs are just stacked with all of these young players. And Uh, 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 we're never going to hear the end of this from from the north side of Chicago. uh, in about five years, we're going to be cursing that this move ever happened. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm still not ready to give it to him. <laughs> we're uh, still betting on the Cubs in the end. They, no, I'm not ever going to bet on the Cubs until they've won. <laughs> uh, what other moves? I uh, Who's another big Offensively wise, um, outside of Sandoval and Cruz, you have... Uh, and Victor Hernandez. I mean, uh, Victor Martinez. Martinez. I, I think Martinez stays a Tiger. Question is, I know I, I don't. I, I really don't. No, I don't think they can let him go. I don't. I think they'd overpay for him to to protect Miggy, uh, especially how great of a year I think he had. the Tigers will get the left-handed reliever Miller from the Agreed. Orioles. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll overpay for him mm-hmm. as well. So, um, do you think that the uh, Tigers would consider? Trading David Price for a midline starter and a and a but a more of a top flight re- reliever from somewheres. I think the Tigers would consider anything that would make their team better. Yeah, um, and then uh, I don't think they'll trade Cabrera. 
Yeah, no, I I highly doubt that. But I, you know, it's interesting to think anything too. else. So I consider possible. Yeah, um, even Verlander. You think Verlander would? Oh, sure. If they could get anything near what Verlander is worth, Verlander's on the way down. You know, there isn't much doubt about that. No, his last four not. years have all steadily gone downhill. You know. Yeah, he started from a very high peak, but he has, you know, he's in the decline. Yeah, and then uh, our 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 humble middling Atlanta Braves. What uh, what what? Now that John Hart is the guy, um, which we all saw coming from about thirty miles away, um, what do you think happens to us over the off season, if anything at all significant? Well, um, I, I'm. We're obviously going to keep Gonzalez now, Freddie, right? Yeah, but I think he's on a short lease. Uh, I, the, you know, and it, it's odd that we keep Freddie Gonzalez, although is there a coach on the team that Freddie picked? Uh, you know, so, uh, that would I, be a no. <laughs> the, uh, I think what the Braves need to do is to trade their entire outfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Hayward and Jay Upton just have one year left and then they're free agents. This is the year to get rid of them. Uh, the only thing that Hayward would, I, I could see worth keeping him around is that uh, he could play center if they can figure out a way to get rid of BJ. And it looks like they may just be ready to just dump BJ. Um I mean, they can kind of do it under a new regime and say this was Wren's fault. We'll we'll bite the bullet now. And it was Wren's fault. Uh, the uh, I if you had told me several years ago that I would rather have had Jay Upton than uh, than Jason Hayward, I would have I would have never believed it. But I would much rather have Jay Upton now uh, and the production that he gives you than. Just uh, a good glove, average, at best, offensive outfielder, you know, uh, in Hayward. Hayward is a great glove, but you can't, I mean, you can't afford defensive outfielders. Uh, Yeah, for as much as he's going to command. Now, I will say, uh, it looks like, and, and I don't really know, but... All of these hires that they've done to the coaching staff, Seitzer and all of the people, in the, and but more importantly, all of the hires that they've made to the scouting department, getting rid of Ren's son, you know, and all of these people. Uh, I mean, we went from one of the best minor league organizations in baseball to one of the worst under Ren. I mean, whatever you want to say about Ren. Upton and Ugla, just awful things that are just this burden. I mean, we're still going to be playing uh, Ugla $13 million this year, more than anybody on the team. He is our most expensive player this year, uh, this coming <laughs> year. Uh, but the biggest problem that the the Wren family did to, to the Braves was in their farm system. We have nobody now. Uh and well, I wouldn't see. I wouldn't be surprised at all. First of all, I would agree that you know, if not Hayward as well, I think both Uptons are gone by the time the 2015 season gets going. Um, I would not be surprised, considering that now you have Tom Hart and that 
the new stadium is John Hart. John Hart, right? Um, That the new stadium is two years away, which isn't that far. That they just suck it up for a couple years. I mean, they don't care about attendance in you know Turner Field anyway. I would think, and you know, make some of those trades to do is in a in a in a fast track what the Cubs have really spent time doing, so that you know. I don't know. You, you you trade those two plus um, Evan Gaddis. You get some prospects in the system. You go hire, get a free agent in the summer of 2016 before the move, and then suddenly you've got a good product out there again and a little bit of optimism because you're right. Right now there is zero optimism in the city of Atlanta for the Braves over the next few years. Well, we don't have anybody that, you know, what the the big change next year is Betancourt, you know he's not somebody that like all right we're gonna be better now. Yeah. Uh, well, exactly my point though. It's the, like uh, just admit to that in I, in before in everybody has given Gaddis away, and Gaddis is more valuable to an American League club where he can DH. But before I, I don't believe in just trading Gaddis to be trading Gaddis. We need to get something in return for him if we trade our entire outfield we're going to need somebody to play in the outfield right. uh, to pick up three outfielders we're not going to do them in our farm system so right. uh i mean what's that guy's name starts with the t who plays first uh and, Tradoslavich you know, or something yeah, something like that yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. we specialize in in prospects with ridiculously long last names kind of like, yeah salta lamakia and yeah bethancourt and you know, Costanza. Even. Bethancourt, though, is that's a real baseball name now. Oh, okay. Raphael yeah. and several players. I didn't even realize that. Now, uh, I will say, one of the things I would like to see the Braves do this offseason, they've signed their two new batting coaches. I've, I've found this interesting now that major league teams have two batting coaches. But, okay. Uh, one of them should have Andrelton Simmons. That should be his job. Uh Make Andrelton Simmons a hitter. You make him a hitter, and he's the best player in baseball. You know, uh, yeah. The uh, and the, I mean, uh, what do you think of his speed, though? You think he runs the base as well? No, nah, he's he's average. You know, he's yeah. he's not a base runner. So maybe he's not quite Mike Trout, but close enough if he can hit. Mike Trout can't field like Andrelton Simmons. True. Mike Trout is a good fielder, but he does not take away as many runs as Andrelton Simmons does. True, true. Different positions as well, but you're absolutely right. So you would make you would dedicate a hitting coach to Andrelton. I One, agree. yeah. Say, so look, make this guy a 300 hitter. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree entirely. So, well, unfortunately, we're kind of running long on time, so we'll have to save our special first to third topic for next week. We're going to be talking about. Uh, uh, the the baseball phenomenon in the great country of Japan. So, so it's not so much a phenomena. You know, it started in 1870. I mean, they've baseball in Japan has been around just about as long as baseball in the United States has been around. All right. Well, we're gonna have to dive into that in full next week, um, folks. Thank you all to everybody listening on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Uh, be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at at Running the Base. 
And be sure to visit our sponsor, Bees Bistro, located in the heart of Sandy Springs, Georgia, 6010 Sandy Springs Circle. Go get a seasonal grill plate. Have yourself a Sam Adams Oktoberfest while it's still in season. Coach, you like salmon, right? Yeah, I do. It's a pretty good fish. Yeah, it's Well, hard. they do a great job. So we're going we're gonna to broadcast from there one of these days. I look forward to that as well. So, Coach, good to have you back. Thank you so much as always. See you later. <laughs> All right. Coming into home. All right. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Good night.